BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. That's not hard to do. That's just something I do every day. Why should I be getting paid more for that? It's like, mm-hmm. because that information has value for other people. Otherwise, yep. they wouldn't fucking buy it. You That's know the I mean? problem with most people when they, when they get into business, they've never been in business, is they think they're charging for their hours because that's yeah. all I've ever been paid for. Yeah. It's like, you're not charging for the hours mm-hmm. that it takes for you to complete the job. Yeah. You're charging for the 20 years of experience yeah. that you have doing this damn job. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a special guest today, Travis Chappelle. You are a podcast host, businessman, Las Vegas resident. That's that's, all. that's it, dude. That's all I know about you. That's the resume. I have two kids too, and, and you're married to a woman. To a woman, as She's you said, a female woman. <laughs> to a yeah. female woman, which you, <laughs> I guess, you have to be clear about that these days. Um, so, tell me, give, give me some background on you. Where are you from? Yeah. What was your family life like? so on yeah man so grew up in socal um and in a very interesting way in socal so uh just to kind of explain what i mean by that i graduated kindergarten on the same campus that i graduated college from oh what the fuck? and my entire life was you in a cult or there. something what, what is that more or less okay more or less yeah so i, I tell people like i i always go back and forth because like i can't bring myself to call it a cult but like ultimately it's got some cult tendencies. You know what I mean? Like it was the church that I went to and it was mm. kind of like this mega church campus in the IFB movement, which is independent fundamental Baptist. Mm. So we were so like, this we is like not... a split off from Southern Baptist. Yeah. Cause yeah, they're it's... the main organization in the Southeast, but correct. There's and quite a few they, others. The difference between the two of them is that they have the convention and the convention is kind of like the overseeing. So like yeah. IFB would be independent, meaning that every church operates independently I see. of each other. Um, but we would not even associate with, or like, you know, to use the church, term fellowship with um southern baptist because mm-hmm. they were too liberal for oh us. really yeah so yeah, yeah. very strict conservative fundamentalist background um uh like i said the church was the school the school was the church so i went to from kindergarten all the way through senior year of high school and mm-hmm. then they had a ministerial college on the same campus and i went to that college for all four years interesting so um yeah i came out of that and uh realized i did not want to be in ministry sure went through a ton of um you know 
mental fuckery trying to <laughs> rewire my brain for yeah. the next few years. Yeah. Um, got into business and podcasting, and that kind of brings us to, to now. So. Um, what was that like, you know, being, I guess, um, what's the right word for that? I guess you're just kind of immersed in that world. And for a lot of kids, because yeah, I kind of washed is the term. You're yeah. Like. Well, I grew up in uh, the Pentecostal church okay. in the Southeast, which is pretty similar, yeah. I guess. Speaking Although, in tongues, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, there's a lot less organization, which is nice. Okay. Because, you know, um, I don't know. They're all, they, I think they're all contrarians to be honest. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's tr like trying to organize libertarians or something. It's like good fucking luck, dude. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, what was that like as a kid? Were you sheltered? Because I remember my, my oh, yeah. parents, the only movies I watched when I was, until I was like 13 or 14 years old, were those ones that you could rent from those weird, like, knockoff blockbusters with all the swearing and nudity removed yeah, out yeah, of them. Yeah, 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 Some right. Christian fucking video store well, or you something. Could the, um, you could get the little blocker, the little... Um the TV the guardian or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And it would remove all, and it, it would, it actually removed the, the word Woody from toy oh, story. Shit. Well, yeah, I so. mean, that was pretty suggestive. So yeah. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, and Buzz sheltered. Lightyear, you're telling me Buzz and Woody, that's not like a reference to something. Come yeah, on, no, for sure. For sure. There's some Illuminati bullshit going on. <laughs> um, no, it was uh very sheltered. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, and, and it was weird dude. Cause like, different parents would have kind of different rules. So like, like different parents would be different, would be lenient on different things. So like I was not allowed to watch any PG 13 mm. R movies or anything like that until I was like 15, 16. Um, rated R was not allowed to watch until I became an adult and left my parents home. I could not watch anything like that. Um, and then uh, video games, like I would go to friends sleepovers and they'd mm. be playing halo, you know, I was not allowed to play Halo. I was not allowed. I was not allowed to play anything that was like rated teen or above. So mm. I could basically play like Mario and stuff like that. I couldn't play any first person shooter games or like anything like that. So, yeah, uh, very very sheltered. Uh, but I, at the time, just thought it was normal. Mm. You know, I had no. Um, I, I'm a, I'm an all in kind of a guy. So when I was in it, I was in it, and like I was I was ready to you know give my entire life for the independent fundamental Baptist movement. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that sounds pretty fucked up, to be honest. But I'm sure there's, like, I, I think if you're able to navigate through that and not come to terms with it, but um, I guess keep the decent part and jettison the rest, it's probably not the worst thing, to be Absolutely. honest. That, that's probably quite a bit better than some of the alternatives in childhood. Absolutely, dude. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, there's pros and cons to the way everybody's raised. Mm. Everybody's got their shit. Everybody's got good stuff. Everybody's got some bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very blessed and very fortunate. I'm happy that I grew up in mm. a lot of senses that way. Um, like you said, I would way rather grow up to that extreme mm. than the other extreme. Yeah. Um, because I did have some, at least some like moral footing when I stepped into adulthood and I was forced to grow up very, very quickly. And I think it set me on a path mm. to, um, you know, accomplishing a lot more than a lot of other people would have been doing at my age because I was just, I was already on that track by the time I graduated college. I was, I mean, I was married and had a mortgage payment when I was 21. So it's like, I, I didn't, I wasn't, there wasn't like that, you know, Oh, go find yourself phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, well, I'm an adult now and I have bills to pay and a wife to provide for, you know? So yeah, it, it was, it was, it was good in a lot of senses in, mm -hmm. in that, in that way. Um, and I did see a lot of my friends unfortunately from growing up like that who kind of departed from that world mm. and then lost all sense of like grounding and just started doing shit that i'm just like 
dude, what? I mean, that's just not like, that's just like objectively you're, not you're, a you're, good thing to you're, do. You're behaving like a toddler. Yeah, you're like right. throwing a tantrum as an adult at this right. point, but well, not, not just an individual instance of a tantrum, but you're using your life as a tantrum to right. be a contrarian now because you don't like the way things went as a child. That's fucking stupid, man. It, it really is because it's only hurting yourself. And it only yourself. hurts you. That's fucking dumb. Only man. hurts yourself. Um, but but yeah, it's, they, I mean, I, I understand it. It's easy to fall into that shit. For sure, especially when you're in your 20s, your early mm. 20s or whatever. You're just like pissed off at the world because you didn't grow up the exact way that you wanted to. Fuck you, didn't you get Dad. The advantages. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly. so petulant and stupid. Well, when you're starting to face real life, right? Yeah. When you, when, when, like when you're, when I was graduating in, or when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do after I graduated, I was just like, well, I have an unaccredited Bible degree. This is useless. Like this is, this is more useless than the paper that's printed on. Yeah. I got one of those of, too. Nice. Yeah. On unaccredited Bible degrees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's from, why we're both uh, podcasters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I got, so I also have uh, three others, including a graduate degree, but that one, when I went to the army, I only had, I had that degree and, um, uh, a degree in computer networking security and an associate's degree. Um, There's something and, there. uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. Actually. Most of my professors were like, um, people from the DOD and shit like that. So oh, it was nice. pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, you, when like, I, you left with a skill. Is yeah. yeah, yeah. Point. Is like, well, <laughs> no. So I went to seminary because to study world or to study comparative religion, I didn't give okay. a shit about theology and stuff like that. I just yeah. think that studying religion and religious history is a very good way to understand people oh, like all sure. over the world, because it's kind of like, you're kind of like reading the diary of mankind where they're kind of having an internal discussion, trying to understand their place in the universe. I think mm -hmm. that's really, plus it's overlaid with actual history. So I had a good time, but it yeah. was fucking practically it was pointless but yeah well that's i mean at least at least at least you got like challenged with your thought you know like like we didn't have so when we graduated <clears throat> from the college during the like commencement ceremony or whatever mm -hmm. they would read the like independent fundamental baptist doctrinal statement from the pulpit and then they would say stand if you agree with what i just read and if you did not stand you would not be able to graduate. So it was not a, like, it was absolutely not what traditional college university is made to do, which is to produce young people who have the ability to think critically mm. about life, to bring in information, use their being brain for a second and think through the information and then be able to actually parse that information and turn it into an opinion that they hold because of something that they believe personally. You didn't get yeah. taught any of that. It was like, this is the truth. This is why it's the truth. And if you believe anything other than that, you are not with us, you're against us, and you can fuck right off. Type yeah, of that's weird, man. I mean, so, honestly, so you, it, it's, we can get to this in a second, but it isn't just religious institutions doing that anymore. Pretty much no. all of secondary education is built that way now, but, uh, you know, First Thessalonians five twenty one says, "Study all things and hold fast to what's true." Mm -hmm. That's Paul telling the Thessalonians not to just believe everything you hear, mm -hmm. and kind of like do your own work. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting when you see fundamentalism pop up, particularly in uh, what I would call like the uh, the new gospel edition of of uh, Christian theology. Right? It's yeah. it's like should be kind of beyond the the rigidness at this point you that's, think so. that seemed that's that's probably not what any of this is supposed to be about right like you exactly. there i'm sure there's some middle ground between what i believe which is that 
the character of Jesus is probably an effigy to explain what a what a the best possible human being could be, right? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that there's some kind of supernatural part of him is, I think, to my, from my perspective, is a reminder that you, I can't ever achieve that because mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes, right? Yep. But that struggle in the same way that you know the Constitution and the Declaration say things like to form a more perfect union, not a perfect union, but a more perfect union, right? Sure. Implies that you should always be trying to work towards that goal. I it's think a process, that's yeah. that that's there's it's probably. <sighs> For people that are in organized religion, I think the truth for them would probably be somewhere north of that, like because they they accept things like the Trinity and blah 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 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really see it as relevant, but um, definitely not like running around calling everybody heretics and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. But I but I do from some perspectives I do understand it because there's a lot of fucking weirdos. Like, let's see. Paul and Jan Crouch, although I think they're dead now. The TBN people, remember them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the all the faith healers and the fucking mega yeah, church yeah. people's like, okay. I mean, you're just like yeah, the ones taking people like put their hand shit, up, yeah. like they're using the force to yeah, and then they that's fall Kenneth Copeland. COVID nineteen, and he tries to blow COVID nineteen <laughs> out of the country or some shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like somewhere between Happens what I believe and that jet. is probably where the modern church should be. Yeah. You would think, but. Yeah. You know, people are very susceptible. Yeah. Well, people crave certainty, man. Like Mm. everybody wants to know for sure. And that was always the big thing. Like, do you know 100% for sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? It's Mm. like, and at the time I would say, yes, of course. But ultimately, factually, nobody knows. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, have you been? Show me, like, you've got some pictures. You know what I mean? Like, show, like, where, where, what are we talking about? Well, that little kid wrote a book, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Dude, you know what's funny to me is um, I saw that somebody the other day. I was like, it's so interesting how many people have died for like 15 minutes mm. and they experience heaven, you know, and then they come back and they tell everybody about it. And and it's insane to me to watch full grown ass adults who are very intelligent to watch their confirmation bias just oh, yeah, take yeah. over everything yeah. in their mind. They go like, see, look, heaven yeah. exists. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. <laughs> like, like, first of all, it's pretty proven that you know our mind still functions after we slip away like yeah, it's like yeah. that stuff is is true and it and mm-hmm. it happens and yeah. there's you're, there's you're, activity in your brain you're still experiencing going. dmt right exactly I mean, exactly that's essentially what it is but i was like if that's true you know what's wild <laughs> to me is that nobody to my knowledge has ever died for 15 minutes and went to hell yeah, yeah, like they yeah. like they're, they wake up or in like a panic. Or you know what I mean? mean? Like, <laughs> they just wake up screaming, yeah, like yeah, like screaming the name of the devil or something yeah. like that. And just like I was just in, like if if that if both of them existed, then I'd be like, all right, well, let's maybe have a conversation with those people and like we can parse through the information. But you're just telling me that like coincidentally, everybody who's ever died for 15 minutes, like they were on their way to heaven. Yeah, like odds are probably not. There's kind of weird. A few hellbound people that have <laughs> that have crossed through the other side. Yeah, it is. Back. That confirmation bias stuff is strong, though. I mean, that's why I tell people, like, we, we have a lot of conversations here about parsing through, you know, all the, the flurry of information that you get now. Um, and I and I always caution people, like, the more you want to believe something, the more skeptical you should be mm-hmm. when presented with evidence to that fact, right? Because it's like somebody, is, there, there's a good chance somebody's trying to manipulate you yeah. or, or you're ma- manipulating yourself. Because we do indeed crave some level of certainty um and that's what 
anxiety is really it's like being uncertain and, right. and like internal anxiety is about it, it's usually uh, i people fucking say things like i have an anxiety disorder i'm like no you don't you have anxiety because you're not doing something that your brain knows you're supposed to be doing typically mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. for most people that's what's happening it's like it's the same as a pain receptor yeah you're anxious because you've got a test and you haven't prepared for it or mm-hmm there's something in your life like you you want to you're not hitting your benchmarks as a human being you you think you should have a mortgage by now and you're still renting whatever it is right right? or just the you know the shit going on around the world we just have too many options and lack of focus you know like anxiety anxiety to me is like it's it's even it's even worse because it's 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 like a negativity bias too Mm. because like you're 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 worrying about things that haven't happened and expecting those things to be negative rather than positive you know that's what i would say is like worry is faith in the bad thing happening Mm. in the future and hope is faith that a good thing will happen in the future or whatever just like it if you break it down logically and everybody obviously like worries and everybody has anxiety Mm. to a certain extent and especially now but it's like if you really try to break it down, it doesn't make much sense to stay in that state for too long. Like you got to do something to snap yourself out of it, you know, like, and there's a lot of things that you can do besides going straight into just medication. Obviously I'm not a doctor, but man, walking for me, hydrating, Mm. sleeping, like sometimes it's just a matter of that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm I'm back at it, dude. Well, that's like a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's it's almost like the, well, one, you're just, that's like cleaning your equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, to make sure it functions properly. Cleaning and lubing, from my perspective, not because I've got guns everywhere, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's just like the very base stuff to do. Yeah. And we've kind of eliminated that from ordinary life. It's, For some it's reason. you know, I think there's a lot of good advice on how to live in the modern age with all these fucking weird food additives and, and unnatural light everywhere. Um, one of them is you probably shouldn't put anything in your body that didn't exist 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's a pretty good... Uh, Ultra-processed. Yeah. Foods. I mean, it, pretty much everything you buy these days is fucked. Um, <laughs> but it is... You, you should also think about what the daily life of people looked like for the 12 or so thousand years yeah. before the Industrial Revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Before indoor lighting and stuff. What did that look like? Because, you know... We've been in buildings for something close, approaching 12,000 years, maybe longer. I mean, if you include caves and shit, it's, it's probably more like 100, 100 to 125,000. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time for evolution to do its thing, you know, to, to kind of guide us, shape us, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it isn't just about being used to something. It's about how, you're, how we've been genetically optimized over time. Right. So I, it's, it's not enough to just think about, like... <laughs> You're not going to go build your own house, right? But what was it about farming and building houses and all this stuff that what, how can you mimic the benefits of that in your normal life? Like moving sure. around, being in the sun, shit like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, we, we have this, we have, we have these real bad problems where we think extremely superficially, right? It's like, well, I'll just take a pill or a shot and that'll fix it. Um, and then we try to solve problems downstream instead of upstream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's like it's like trying to stop the juggernaut after he started running. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's just like that. That's the worst possible strategy. Yeah. But and that's our go-to every single time. The, and the thing to me, dude, is that there's no end game there. 
That's like the, the biggest problem. You're just like, constantly it, chasing it forever. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. There, it doesn't actually solve the root of the problem. It just means that you're going, like what? So you just decided that you're going to be on medication for the mm. rest of your life? Like that's the solution? It's like, look, get some help and, and take care of the problem and, yeah. and do what you got to do. Again, I'm not a doctor, but also like you got to think about, well, what about in 10 years from now? Do I really want to be doing this in 10 years? What about 20 years from now? You know what mm. I mean? Like, it, And what's the price you're paying for There's that, something, right? exactly. Like what percentage of you is no longer there mm. because you're, you're just, you, you, you go directly into like, well, medication has to be the answer. It's like, well, maybe short term. Maybe you maybe you can use it to like help you, you know, get out of this slump. But like, there's got to be something that you're pushing for. There's got to be something that you're that you can substitute it with at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, so that's just common sense, though, right? Like, you, you we, think we, so? We wouldn't we wouldn't behave that way in any other facet of our life. So if your house caught on fire because of an electrical issue, yeah, you you yeah you would use maybe water or chemicals to put it out, but you wouldn't. The solution isn't the long-term solution is not to keep your house wet for the rest of your fucking life. I mean, that's stupid. You, you, we wouldn't even consider that, Right. but we'll do that with our own bodies. Like the one body we have, I can build a new fucking house. Well, that's because it's hard. It's hard to do the work. Is it that hard? I I don't know if if I agree with that. It's a lot harder to feel like shit every day. That's very true. Both paths are hard is the problem. And somebody who's somebody who's in that cycle of negative thought processes and and has been there for months they don't like they're like the amount of work that it would take for them to get out of it in their mind is so far beyond what they're capable of that they're just like i'll just do this Mm. you know what i mean it's like this episode is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros ghostbed it's the best bed in the world it's the most comfortable sheets pillows the whole thing I've got them all, man. And, you know, they wanted to extend their best possible offer to Drink It Bros. They've been with us for a very long time. So this is the email they sent us. We want Drink It Bros to get the best offer. So I updated the code for 50% site-wide. That's 50% site-wide. Use the code Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros with no G. For 50% off site-wide, everything that you buy on this site is going to be 50% off. Again, they get the best pillows, sheets, mattresses. They get the mattress protector. Uh, if you're if you're sloppy and spill things and you don't want to jack up your mattress, they have pretty much everything you need. They've got weighted blankets now. They've got the adjustable base, which we really like. I've got one in my home. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Use the code drink it bros for 50% off site wide. And don't forget about their page to go plan if you're with approved credit. You're going to be able to pay this thing off over the course of three to five years for 25 to 35 bucks a month. It's nothing. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinker bros today and use the code drinker bros for 50% off. This episode is also brought to you by blackriflecoffee.com. The best coffee in the world. As a matter of fact, they won both the gold and bronze medal at the Golden Bean Awards this year for their exclusive coffee club entries in the elite category. So the best coffee on earth literally was Circus Bear by Black Rifle, one of their ECS. So I recommend that you go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. And, uh, you know, you get all the benefits from being in the coffee club. You get the free shipping. You get access to all the partner deals. 
you get access to the exclusive coffee club. You get access to any new products that come out before anybody else does. You know, it's a very large club that they have over there. And the coffees are premium. Every single one of them is good. Uh, you, you're going to get experience for you. You can do just the plain coffee club. And if you want your two bags of, of uh, espresso or your two bags of silence or smooth or whatever it is you drink, you can get those two bags or one bag or whatever you want every month or and or rather you can use the ECS, the exclusive coffee club and get access to some of the most premium coffees on the planet and kind of learn what it is that you like. You know what I mean? So then you can order those premium coffees from Black Rifle as well. So, and we all know they got the best branding, the best merch, and they're buddies. You know, we're all friends here. Uh, we love Black Rifle. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, or buy something, do whatever you want. Um, use the code CITIZEN, you're going to get those points off. This episode is brought to you by firstform.com forward slash citizen. Free shipping on all orders over $75 when you use the link. And you're not going to spend less than 75 bucks. I mean, they get the best products in the world, especially the OptiGreens. You know me, I don't eat vegetables um, because they're fucking pointless. So I supplement with OptiGreens 50 from First Form. It is precisely formulated green superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. It's really good, aside from just getting the daily greens into your body that you need, and make sure, by the way, you're taking this with MCT because you have to take anything like this with MCT. 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and your digestive tract, right? So healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness, not to mention that most of your serotonin, I think 96% of your serotonin or 94% is made in your gut as well. So you're going to be in a better mood. You're going to feel better physically, and you're going to feel better mentally if you are taking these greens. OptiGreen 50 has 50 chosen ingredients, uh, effectively dosed. It's not necessarily how many ingredients there are, though, but it's, a, it's about the right amount of each. Taste and texture, no, like no other product in the market. It's not gritty. It doesn't have a weird flavor. It's got sweet berry flavors, actually. 100% uh, of the greens are all grown and manufactured inside the United States, and they are bioavailable. Now, they've got other products as well. They've got the microfactor which you see behind me on every show, uh, and I take them every day. You know, you got essential fatty acids, CoQ10. You got all the stuff you need in one little packet for your daily vitamin pack. And you mix that. You, you make yourself uh, uh, OptiGreens 50 shake, and you, and you take those pills with it, and you're going to improve your life precipitously. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better, so on and so forth. So go to firstform.com. That's one S-T-P-H-O-R-M dot com forward slash citizen use the code you're gonna get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks it's like well i'd rather be at 80 percent of myself forever instead of 60 percent of myself for the next eight months put in a lot of hard work and then be back at 110 percent yeah in eight in nine months from now <clears throat> just like they it's just i agree with you mm. in saying that like the like one both paths are going to be difficult you have the ability to choose which path is going to be is going to be the one that you're going to take but most people just won't choose the path that includes work they just want they just want the give me the magic pill mm. that's why everybody that's why everybody buys supplements and then they sit on their shelf yeah. in their you know pantry mm. and then they're still the same they look the, exactly the same 4 years later mm. it's like taking the supplements is just that it is just a supplement it's not going to get you in shape yeah. it's not going to get you fit like they're just a supplement you mm. still have to do the hard work of eating fewer calories than you than you exert yeah. and moving more and getting in the like you still have to do that work if you don't do that work the supplement doesn't do anything for yeah. you yeah yeah you know? 
And we used to think, uh, for, for men, especially, uh, particularly coming out and now it's all men, uh, 21 year old man today has the same level of testosterone as 65 year old did in 2001. Oh right? my God. So it's a very pervasive problem, but the military, especially because of toxic exposure and uh, tra- traumatic brain injury, it happens a lot. Those mm-hmm. are two things that really affect the pituitary system. So we've had a lot of issues with this uh, myself included, but I've found like the, the old thinking was, well, once you start TRT, you'll never be able to stop. Mm-hmm. That's not really true. Right. I mean, you, you may, some people may need it forever, but I've seen dudes come off it. I've seen dudes go in for their, like after 18 months or so the, and their testosterone is at like 900, a thousand, 1100. They're like, Oh shit, that's way too high. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to be taking this anymore. And they'll start weaning off of it. Um, and what, the common thread is for those guys is the initial boost from the TRT was able to fucking help them reprogram their lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got active again. They started eating the right food again. Yep. And yep. Uh, sometimes taking supplements as well. There's, there's plenty of natural shit out there. Not that taking testosterone, there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But you know, if you can do things naturally, if you can eat whole foods, that's always the best way to do it. Yeah, sure. Um, and supplements are great. I'm not talking shit on supplements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is just to say that like, a gym membership is more difficult to sell than a supplement is, even though a supplement's more expensive. Well, not in January. <laughs> January they're easy to sell, but come come March, it's pretty much all over after that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stop the uh, enrollment fees. Oh my you know? god, it's zero dollars. That gym fees. in fucking Vegas is a fucking nightmare. Which one? Uh, what's the big one there? Um, Mine is awesome. Lifetime. Oh yeah, I love Lifetime. Oh yeah, Lifetime's the best right. gym in the country. Oh for sure. Uh, not Hands down. down not a paid sponsor or anything. I've got a gym at my house, so I don't go anymore, but, okay. um, yeah, it is, it's mine. by far the best gym I've ever been to. Oh, it's, so, it's so good. What is it? I can't do another one after Hold that. On. Oh, there's, um, you're talking about LVAC. Yes. God damn Las it. Vegas Athletic especially Olympia. that's like lifetime light. Yeah. <laughs> but especially in like the new year's resolution or Lent periods or something like that, mm-hmm. it gets rough, man. It's like, there's oh, no, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like planet fitness. Yeah. You, you could make that place the whole city and people would show up for that month. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is like people use that phrase, choose your heart. Cause life's going to be hard no matter what. And it's either going to be hard beneficially, or it's going to yeah. be hard. Like if you, if you were taking pills for the rest of your life, your kidneys and liver and pancreas, they're all going to get fucked. Yep. Right. I mean, yep. it's going to, they're not supposed to do that. Yeah. We're putting foreign substances yeah. into our body and then yeah. pretending like it's natural. Mm. It's just, and you like, may not, not live or you may not lose liver kidney function or anything like that. It may be fine. Uh, you stay hydrated and stuff, but you know, putting foreign substances in your body is going to cause problems. Like right. there's a lot of links to dementia and shit like that. Even mm-hmm. with, uh, people that have like acid reflux and shit, typically because of, too much weight in the upper part of the stomach here and they're leaning forward on it and it's pressing it's called a hiatal hernia okay. and it presses up on your duodenum and your esophageal sphincter and causes shit to spew up into your yeah. feels like indigestion right yeah. uh, but it's not really indigestion so it's mostly from being overweight having bad sleep habits having bad diet but people take this drug called omeprazole right it's a pretty common I think there's a generic brand name for it I don't know what it is but it has now been linked to early onset dementia, right? Hmm. So it's like, you can do a couple of things to help your lifestyle out, or you can fucking be retarded when you're 65 years old. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that doesn't seem like a hard choice to make. It's always, yeah, exactly. What, what, are, what are the options here? Yeah. Like, what is the alternative? The alternative is just to embrace being unhealthy for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Because like, 
dude. I, so um, I uh, <clears throat> I played a ton of basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. I was always in good shape. Never thought about diet or nutrition or anything like that. Then I got injured uh, my junior year of college, sophomore year of college. Got surgery, reconstructive surgery on my ankle, junior year of college, and then I just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I'm, "There's zero future for me in basketball. I'm not that good." And now I'm just screwing myself up doing this. So I got I got married, stopped playing basketball. Within a year and a half, two years, and this is like right after Bible college, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was selling door to door alarms um, right. for a while, and I did door to door sales for probably four or five years after college, and. Um, uh, we would just go party all the time. And it was my first time ever doing that kind of stuff. So I started drinking when I was like 23 and, uh, I started drinking beer all the time with the, you know, alarm crew and whatever. I blew up to 250 pounds in about a year and a half and, uh, was always like kind of struggling with the, with mm-hmm. weight after that, you know, like 250 down to 200 up to 220 down to 200, everything like that. But like ultimately the the what what the conclusion that I came to was exactly what I just said earlier, which mm-hmm. is like, what is the alternative here? Yeah. Like the alternative is I either need to learn how my body processes food and come up with a plan and a system to stay in good shape and be healthy, or I will be unhealthy for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that to me does not sound like a good option. No, it's definitely so, not. Especially, I mean, I, I'm sure having kids was a fucking light bulb moment. Oh, for sure. It is for a lot of people. It's like, oh shit. I'm not feeling great. And then you start looking at WebMD and you're like, oh, I've got cancer in my head or whatever the fuck. Yeah. WebMD just tells you you got cancer every time. You're like, all right, I yeah, probably exactly. want to be around it for might their be graduation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, it's it's there's a barrier to entry for people, I think, because one, there's so much fucking snake oil, oh, not, yeah. not just in products, but in advice as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reality is like you said, I mean, you, you, the way you said it was really smart. It's like, I got to find out how my body processes this stuff because right. not everybody, not everybody needs to go do a soul crushing workout every day mm-hmm. to get the results they want. Some people like is it, it's legitimately with a healthy diet, as little as like 15 minutes of exercise a day yep. and your body will be just fine all the time. Some people need more. Some people no, I don't think anybody would need less than that, but it's like you got to you you, you got to do some trial and error stuff. Yeah. And I think for people these days that are struggling, and it's not just these days; it's been a while. But um, busy, you got kids, you're tired. It's like how do, how much time am I going to devote to figuring this thing out? That's how, the thing. how how much can I change it up? It's like, the work again you know I mean? that we're talking about. Yeah, right? it's like, but I don't think people know what to do. Like, how do I test? my diet to see if that's the kind of diet I should have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, there's, sure. there's definitely, there's easy ways to do it. You can sign up for companies on the internet. Uh, my friend Kelsey Kohler's got one and do blood tests, tell you what's fucking mm-hmm. deficient in your body. They send you some, uh, meal guides and supplements stuff like magnesium is a big one that we seem to be pretty fucked on magnesium yeah. and phosphorus, especially mm-hmm. and uh, vitamin D. But, uh, you know, kind of tune that up a little bit and then check again, mm-hmm. see what it's like. But then you got to do that on the exercise side as well. Then you got to do it on the sleep side as well. Now, I mean, yep. not everybody needs eight hours. Uh, uh, not everybody's going to be sleeping at the same exact time. Right. Not so you got to figure that shit out. Man. Not everybody needs yeah. to be on carnivore. No, like whatever, whatever, you know, one size fits all thing that you've mm-hmm. been told is probably not true. No, it's just at the end of the day, yeah. you have to be willing to put in the work to figure out, mm-hmm. hey, what's going to work for me? Not just what works for me, like how does my body process things, but like 
for with my schedule. Oh, I travel a lot. Well, what yeah. do I do when I travel? Do am I gonna am I like I'm not the meal prep guy. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be packing like six fucking supplement like containers of chicken and turkey and stuff. I've got friends like, like that, like uh, you know Matt Fraser. Uh, CrossFit champ for like five straight years. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he and his wife just walking around with fucking Tupperware eating all yeah, the time. Yeah, savages. And they love there's, it, dude. They yeah, love it. Savages. But I'm just like, there's I, no, no way I can fucking do that. way I'm doing that. <laughs> I mean, I've got discipline to sit behind a sniper scope, but not to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just different forms of discipline. Well, my discipline on that is fasting. So when I travel, I fast a lot. Well, that one's that one appears to be intermittent fasting appears to be one that works for pretty much everybody to some yeah. degree, right? But mm -hmm. I think it's again we're talking about mimic behaviors from 200 years ago that right. were forced upon them, but do it, like make it part of your structure. That's kind of how it went. Like you may have a cup of coffee or some water in the morning, yep. but typically you weren't eating a big meal until like six, seven, eight, nine PM, something yep. like that. Right. It's, it's like, we just <clears throat> as a culture overeat, especially in the, the USA, the goddamn like, British man <laughs> fucked us up so bad. Why are they eating? They have like, they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have tea time yeah, at 10 AM. Are you fucking kidding tea. me? What are you a yeah. hobbit or some shit? Biscuits. Yeah. Exactly. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> That's why, what's his name? Who's the fucking king now? Is that Dick's name? Charles? Yeah, Charles. Have you seen his fingers? No. Look like, they look like fucking Vienna sausages. They're all swollen up. He's got like a fucking signet ring on that will never come off until yeah. he dies. Um, but yeah, that, like you got to figure out what works for you. And I, but I do think that's a barrier to injury for people because how do people figure shit out? They go on the yeah. internet and look it up and somebody's right. like, oh, if you just take my one-step plan to fucking like, come on, man. Um, it's only $3,000. Yeah. But moving around is the best. It'll always be the best. Yeah, that dude, honestly, like that was, the bottom line is this. If you're listening or watching and you want to take, you know, um, your health seriously, it's just a math equation mm. and then being disciplined enough to stick to the math equation. That is it. Mm. It's figuring out what's my ideal body weight, multiplying yeah. that by 10, 11, or 12, and saying that is the number of calories that I am allowed to have every day in order to lose weight. Like it at, at its core, obviously you don't want to be using the calories that you have to be eating a bag of Doritos, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I'm saying even if you did that, if you ate fewer calories than you expend, you will lose weight and be mm -hmm. able to get stuff. In, yeah, you may not feel great. Exactly, you're not going to feel good, but and it's, it'll be more difficult because yeah. foods like that are are less satiating. You'll yeah. you'll tend to want to continue mm -hmm. eating more food, you know. But you have 400 calories worth of chicken breast, mm -hmm. and that gives you 70 grams of protein, mm -hmm. and then you're you're full. And yeah. You don't need to eat for like five, six hours. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You don't have to fill your stomach with carbs and breads and all these other like starches and processed shit. But it, that's all beside the point. Like yeah. figure out the equation and stick to the equation. The problem is people aren't honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'd say this as somebody who was that person. Like when you're, when you're tracking your calories on a daily basis, like you have to do it by the way, like yeah. you have to track your calories because yeah. if you don't, you don't necessarily need to track all macros. I no, don't no, think, no, but, not macros, just pro calories. protein, probably in calories. I think protein's important just because it keeps you thermogenic, make sure you're burning and stuff. Optimize for protein a hundred percent. Yeah. When you're, when you do eat, but the ultimate thing for me was just like, I tracked my calories. Mm. I didn't even change anything about my diet mm. for like a month. All I did was track, but all, what it did was open my eyes to how many calories I was actually consuming on a daily basis. Was there a particular like app or something you were using or you just yeah, writing my it fitness down? Pal. My fitness pal. My That's fitness the, pal. It, it has the, the broadest library of common foods. Correct. That you can punch in. So yeah. Where you don't have to be like one. measuring it on a scale yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. It's probably the easiest one to use to be honest. Um, but yeah, then, you know, so the only way you're ever going to lose weight is to be in a 
calorie deficit. That's, that's literally it. the only way, unless you get a fucking leg amputated or something. <laughs> it's, that's the only way. That's and it. then moving around, think of it this way. You know, we, we sit at desk a lot now. We sit around inside. Then we get home and we're tired from talking to people and working on computers all day. So we sit on our couch and watch TV. It's mm-hmm. like you got to find time to move around. Look at the difference between a stagnant river uh, and a river in the mountains that flows downhill over rocks. Yep. You know what I mean? Would yep. you, which, which one would you drink? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And then think about your blood and, you know, your blood is carrying all these nutrients around right and it, it's or lack of nutrients yeah yeah it's it's carrying nutrients oxygen and nitrogen around your body and you need all that shit and uh you know if you don't have in lipids as well that are the carriers for all these nutrients if you mm-hmm. don't if, if you're i think this is a really important thing for people to understand it's what it's one reason i really recommend people using uh mct oil or mct oil powder mm-hmm. or something like that to, for for to make sure that the supplements you're taking are actually doing something but yeah if you think about your blood uh, think about like a little stream of water, right? And then you drop little droplets of olive oil or something in there. It's just like one individual drops. Mm-hmm. Those little drops inside your bloodstream, that's what's carrying shit around. Mm-hmm. If there's blockages and, and plaque and shit inside of there or, or inflammation, which is worse, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's bumping around. It's not efficient. You know what I mean? Your blood pressure's high. Right. Your pulse is high, all this stuff. Like you are operating at very limited efficiency. Right. If you're not – and the the – Best solution, <sighs> anti-inflammatory diets are nice, right? That, and I, you should definitely look into that, especially if you're sensitive to certain types of food. You shouldn't eat any gluten product that's made in America. Anything bread in America, don't eat any of that shit. Um, but just walk around for 15 minutes a day. Like that's seriously, indeed. 15 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes a day. And it'll turn your dirty ass blood into good blood. I was going to say walking was like another one of those secret things that mm it seems it just seems too easy yeah, like yeah. one like i, I but that's just know. that's what we've been doing we're like fucking uh uh the lord of the rings we've been walking around for exactly thousand years exactly man. exactly yeah I, I i i felt like i was being lazy when, like because my um you know one of the guys i trust a lot you know there, there's a few people in my life where i'm like this guy actually knows what he's talking about you know this this girl actually knows that like she actually knows her shit she's not just looking stuff up on the internet you know and this guy told me one time, he's like, yeah, dude, just go for walks. He was like, I was like, cool, I like running. And he's like, no, 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 not running, walking. Yeah. You got to keep your heart rate below like 130, 140 beats per minute. Mm. You don't want to get into like zone three cardio. It's like, just walk uphill, put a mm. weight vest on, get up to yeah. like 120, 125 beats per minute. Yeah. I felt like I, like I said, I felt like I was being lazy. Just yeah. like, well, I, I feel like I should be running. Like, I'm not mm. even working up a sweat. I'm just walking. Like, what am I doing here? But it is one of the best things for you. And I was talking to a, a naturopathic doctor friend of mine who, uh, who I was kind of walking through some stuff with him. And uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, walking isn't just good for weight loss. It actually helps your um, your organs regulate the sugar in your blood. Like it helps. It's like mm-hmm. a glucose regulation tool just going for just going for walks every day. And I was just like, man, like why? How, why am I just learning this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a walk. It's something that anybody. It's the lowest barrier to yeah. entry possible. Like, well, if Arnold you tried walk to tell more, us, dude. it will work better. Arnold tried to tell us in the late '80s, early '90s with the presidential fitness thing. Really? He tried to tell us just move, get up, and move around. And then who was the other? Was it the NFL that did that move 
bullshit. Yeah, get outside and play. Think, type yeah, thing. something yeah. like that. Um, so it's not, and to your point, it's not just the circulatory and glucose benefits, but also now you're getting real vitamin D. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody's taking sunlight, vitamin yeah. D supplements now. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to quite a few evolutionary biologists. I don't really talk to supplement people because they're selling something. Of course. But I've talked to quite a right. few evolutionary biologists, including um, uh, uh, Brett Weinstein. I don't know if you know who okay. that is. Yep. So yep. Eric's little brother. Mm-hmm. He's an evolutionary bi. He and his wife are evolutionary biologists. And they've been doing research on this. I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of it. But everybody's taking these vitamin D supplements and it's not fixing the problem. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe that wasn't, maybe it wasn't just vitamin D deficiency. Maybe it's the way that we're absorbing it. Maybe it's the way that we're, that maybe it's the, the combination Hmm. of the movement, glucose regulation and vitamin D all at the same time that makes you able to absorb it. Who knows? Right. So that's That's why it's hard to, it's hard to say, it's hard to do these massive tests and come up with a singular answer because one, it's hard to do the test in the first place. And two, people are so disparate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But you can do what people did 200 years ago. Yes. Like how much time in the day should I be moving around more than what we do now for sure. Absolutely. Especially if you're like, if you're like me or like you, and mm -hmm. this is what you do most of the time. Yeah. Just like I, now I just take calls. Yeah. Like you don't have to just like be unproductive. Like I just, I, I got a call at three o'clock. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm going to take that walking and then today. just walk around the fucking building while you're talking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. that it's, it's relatively easy. I think to do some of this low that the, these are very low hanging fruit things, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like intermittent fasting, you're just not doing something, right? Exactly. which is the easiest thing you'll ever if you're do. You're replacing yeah. doing something with yeah. not doing. Something. I don't do things all the time. Right. It's so easy. Uh, uh, and then, you can control that. And then, you know, walking around, you can control that too. You can get yep. up and walk around your office. Yep. Even if it's indoors, you can still get up and walk around. Just doing those two things and, and kind of managing your diet. Yep. Well, it bumps up the equation, right? Like that's what I say. If you do the math and it's mm. like, okay, I got 2,000 calories. It's like, but if you go for three or four like little micro walks yeah. throughout the day, it's like, oh, well, now I could have 2,600 calories. I'm burning like 700 extra calories a day exactly. just by, and it becomes the, the interesting thing about that is, it becomes part of your routine mm-hmm. and you don't even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you can like, for people that are so motivated to do something like this, then you can start adding other stuff to it. You know what I mean? Right. Because this is just baseline stuff. That's part of your day. Exactly. Drink more water. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, I don't drink water. I drink water, coconut water. water always. Oh, oh. oh, coconut water. Yeah, yeah. But that's hydration. It's pure coconut water. So it's got a, it's that stuff right there. Oh, okay. Oh, I've had that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So it's got a lot of phosphorus, a lot of magnesium, stuff like that, that we just don't get in our diet anymore. Yeah. But yeah, you should be drinking not, you should be drinking coffee, water, coconut water, no soda, none of that bullshit. Don't, don't drink your calories. Don't drink calories. Dude, as soon as I realized I like soda was the easiest thing for me to stop drinking. Because when I, you notice like, that there's fucking 38 a, grams of sugar in I, that I shit rather, I, and a 12 I, I, ounce can, I want a chocolate chip cookie, bro. Like, yeah. if, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have sugar, I'm not just gonna shovel it into my mouth yeah. within the form of like fizzy syrup. Fuck that, like because it's I'll, over. I'll like have that, a water, right? please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down go yeah. to, go to town on this McFlurry. Or you know, whatever. it's funny. BJ Baldwin <laughs> has made a post about that like two days ago on his Instagram, talking about how his like he got up to like 280. I think, and yeah. I think he's down to like 215 now. Okay. Super lean, looks good. Yeah. Um, and he's an athlete. I mean, if you call drivers athletes, uh, <laughs> to be honest, watching him, I can't do what he does. He's no. he's oh, fucking there. incredible it's, driver. But yeah. Um, and it is he does long distance like desert races, so that's definitely grueling. But for um, sure, you know, he he talked about how I don't want to waste like he. I guess what was the phrase he used? Don't waste your cheat meal. 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't make your cheat meal some fucking 30-second soda. That, you know I mean? Get a bowl exactly of fucking I mean. ice cream or something. Exactly. Something that you really enjoy. You know what I mean? And make that... I think that should be part of it as well. Like, you, we, we've kind of demonized eating for pleasure. Correct. Because we've got such bad eating habits, but I think we're fucked up. Like, we're, we're trying to fix the wrong thing there. Well, and, and, and that's the problem with, like, all the fad diets and stuff like that. Because that was my problem. Is like, I would stay disciplined as hell for mm. eight weeks, and I wouldn't touch anything that I wanted to eat. And it was, like, torture. Yeah. You know, and then as soon as you're done with the diet, it's like, well, cool, I'm done. I lost the weight. Now mm. I can have the donut or whatever. Yeah. But you don't, again, you're not forcing yourself to learn the actual equation of mm-hmm. what's going on inside of your body at that point, you're just like, cool, now I can eat a bunch of food. And then you gain the weight right back as soon yeah. as you lost it. So like for me now, like what you just said, that's why it was so important for me to track my calories because it's like even stuff like, oh, a handful of my wife's fries, you know, <laughs> and a teaspoon of ranch. Like I would estimate everything mm-hmm. I put into my freaking mouth and I would put it into that app. But then you look at it at the end of the day and it's like, well, those like little bites and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, that added up to 600 calories when you look at it over the course of the day, like barbecue sauce. There's calories in barbecue sauce. It's not it's just quite, eating There's ribs. a lot of brown sugar in barbecue sauce. There's a sauce. lot of sugar, yeah. and it's very high in calories, yeah. like the, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Like every mm. sauce you have is really high in calories. Yeah, I think calories, one, of the, so. one packet of Chick-fil-A sauce is 140 calories. I, I believe it. One, I think it's one. That's what I'm that's saying. A, that's I, a lot. I have man. at least two of those babies every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come <laughs> on. Um, yeah, so it's like, you know. But yeah, but like my point is like when I started realizing that after I tracked the food, it's like, well, shit, dude. Like, I, like you said, I would way rather – go for a bowl of ice cream after dinner tonight. So you know what? I think I'm just not going to have that handful of fries. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat those like potato chips from my son's lunch or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I think I'm good on those because yeah. I would way rather gorge on that cookie mm-hmm. later. And it's like this whole time that I've lost, so I'm about, uh, I'm about 180, 185 right now. So the last like 40 pounds that I've lost, I've I've eaten cookies and mm. donuts and ice cream the whole time. Pizza, I drank beer, like I, I I just I optimize for protein. Yeah. And then as soon as I hit like 130, 140 grams of protein in the day, it's like, well, I got seven, eight hundred calories to mess around with. Yeah. And I can fill that with things that I really, really yeah. enjoy because I'm a big foodie. Yeah, but yeah. I can do it in a way that doesn't make me blow up, mm-hmm. gain weight, and feel like an unhealthy piece of crap. Yeah, because the the reality is is that if you don't if it's miserable for you, you will not continue exactly. doing it. It's just not going to happen, man. 100%. And it, the the sad irony is it doesn't need to be that way. That's a really right. stupid way of going about it, you know. But we've been gaslit about diet for our entire lives, for sure. Yep. Most Probably most of our parents' lives as well, I guess. Because when did the food pyramid come out in the early 50s? Yeah, what it's a like, joke that was. It's like grain is the most important part of your diet what are we fucking poor people in ancient rome are you kidding me like why would grain be the most important part it's of a wild diet? when you look at it now it's like, like we didn't what? even start eating grain until a possible? couple thousand years ago yeah like, like how did we fuck? even think that this was something that yeah that we were hunter gatherers you know what i mean like modern farm at the late at the earliest rather modern farming began like ten thousand years ago yeah. right so same time around the same time we started drinking milk this is a good uh, comparison Around the same time, we just started drinking milk from animals, and we still have people that are lactose intolerant. We still have people yep. that have gluten intolerances. It may not be full-on celiac disease, but people don't mm-hmm. react to it well sometimes. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. It's like not made for you necessarily. Now, right. I'm good with milk. I like it. Some people still have issues with it. but I do. I uh, yeah, a lot of people it. do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess but it depends that was another on thing. <laughs> that was another thing that I didn't realize. Like one of the what we're talking about, mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe maybe you should just try something different. Because yeah. I, gro- I never drank water growing up. I, I, I just didn't like it, and mm-hmm. so I just drank milk, and mm-hmm. I would drink milk 
a lot. And I well, had if it's not good for you, life. like if you've got problems with that, you're going to have bad gut health and a lot of inflammation. That was the problem. Like that sucks, and that affects. So we're like it affects how, your your brain. Yeah, yeah, your like mental clarity, your, your you mood, like all the serotonin is made in your gut. Yeah, right. So right. the good type of hormone that's that's affecting your mood is mm-hmm. all made in your gut. And you're just dumping on it. You're mm-hmm. just eating fucking Big Macs and shit, yeah, and uh, Dino Nugs. And that, so <laughs> to that point, it's got to be a little bit more difficult with uh, kids. Once you got young kids, and you're working long hours, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna eat what the kids eat. I got to get these motherfuckers to eat something. I can't let them yeah, die, so right, I got to eat right. whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's like we we just really try to sneak it in and make, you know, like find the things that they do like, right? So like at breakfast, they get eggs. It's like if you want a bite or two, like we, we were at breakfast a couple days ago with um, some friends mm. and uh, um, all the other kids were having like pancakes and stuff. And um, we were like, well, you can have some pancakes, but mm. you have to eat these eggs first. Yeah. Eggs are like nature's multivitamin. Yep. You know, like they're it's so the, good for it's, you. It's the, well, eggs and to milk, to milk to some degree as well, but it's the perfect food, right? Yeah, it is. It's like how much, what, what all has condensed protein and fat mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. super highly nutrition in stem cells and shit in there too. Yeah. yeah right um so they my son you know ate all of his eggs and he's like cool can i have the pancake now it's like mm-hmm. yeah sure you can have mm-hmm. the pancake he had two bites of the pancake it was like i'm full it was like right because you ate some satiating protein first yeah. instead of filling your face with this like just carb heavy syrup soaking <laughs> like nonsense first yeah. it's like you fine have some enjoy yourself yeah. but like just make sure you take care of yourself first yeah not only yeah. are you eating less of the garbage but uh yeah it, this is just like basic biology that we that we seem to have lost somehow protein burns quite a bit slower than carbs mm-hmm. which means you're not going to fucking be sleepy at 2 p.m after you eat eggs in the morning correct like if you eat a bunch of pancakes in the morning that's why you need your five hour energy at two o'clock. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't, you don't necessarily need that. I drink coffee because I like the taste. I don't need that shit. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I love the taste of it. Um, it comes from working at black rifle all those years, but I just love the ritualistic. Yeah. Just like cup of hot coffee, yeah. get started for the day. Yeah. yeah. And we're still deprogramming people from this low fat shit. I mean, God, that might be the worst thing that we've ever done. That and corn syrup, are and probably the two demonizing worst demonizing red meat too. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know that everybody really believed that one, to yeah. be honest. A lot of a lot of people did, um, but I at least bought into it to a certain degree. Where I would like, I would, I would if I'm out or whatever, I would, mm-hmm. I would try to get chicken instead of red. And it was just like when I did the real research on it, I was listening to you know Max Lugavere. Yeah, um, uh, he's one of my favorites to listen yeah, yeah. to because he's not the one size fits all guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had somebody on his show, and they were talking about uh, how red meat is the only real superfood. Mm. Um, and that's what this guy's, this guy's opinion was. And they were talking about all the, the different benefits that you get from doing it. And I was like, well, that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> that was all I needed to hear. So like, dude, like if I'm, if I'm going on like a heavy, like weight loss thing, mm. like I'll fast till dinner and I'll have like 16 ounces of ribeye and then that's it. I like, eat two steaks nothing. for dinner most nights. As a that's matter of fact, I ate about, I ate a fuckload of steak last night, probably too much, but <laughs> it was, it tastes really good. Yeah. But, but yeah it's that's... like 1200 calories. It's like. Mm. 130 grams of protein, yeah. 90 grams of fat. And it's going to burn ton of until you wake up, basically, exactly. right? And the crazy thing, dude, is like one of the things that, that I've thought that, that I've learned recently is like protein as a macro, it's impossible to turn into fat. Right. That's why it's also yeah, yeah. another reason to eat, to like prioritize protein so much is because like carbs and fat can become fat on my body. Like protein will never become fat. That's why you get the meat sweats. 
because your body's like working overtime. It has that natural thermogenic effect to try to burn and process the food that you just ate to get it through your body, suck the nutrients out of it and then get rid of it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not going to end up on your hips. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and it's delicious. That's kind of what we're talking about earlier is like, you don't have to torture yourself. Like well, I'm yeah. eating food that I really enjoy. And then afterwards it was like, well, that's 1300 calories. Well, mm. I got 800 more calories than I'm allowed to yeah. have. Cool. Now I can eat something that I really like. To yeah. Eat here, as here, well. here's a good that you, people should do this sometime. Look up what the nutrients are in flour, right? And think about eating bread and how much a part of our diet it is and how few actual qual- good qualities it has. It has, yeah. it has some, some amount of protein, right? Um, trace amounts of some stuff, but for the most part, you're just eating wheat. It's filling. You know what I mean? Um, and then you look at eating cow meat, eating the fat from cow meat especially, mm-hmm. or lamb. Uh, they're eating grass, and that, gra- that blade of grass is soaking up. Everything is in the soil, mm-hmm. right? So my food is eating that food, processing it, and it's four stomachs that were designed to do that, and then loading that nutrient into its fat, and then I eat that, right? Mm-hmm. Because even cows, they're kind of dumb, but they got legs they can run away. Other animals have teeth and claws and shit so they can fight back. Plants only have one way to fight back, and that's to be hard to get, hard to digest, whatever. Mm-hmm. Venomous mm-hmm. or poisonous, I guess. Right. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not anti-vegetable necessarily, sure, but it's like it shouldn't be a huge part of your diet. I don't think yeah. I, I like them. Don't well, get me wrong; me it's I like, really like it's them. just is like you got the optigreens up there, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're getting the the micronutrients, yeah. in, then like that's what matters. Whether yeah. you get it, and obviously, like most of the time, it's better to get your nutrients from actual food than it is from sure, supplements. Yeah. But but you can't you know, these days. Like you, for a dude my size, I weigh two twenty three. I've got to eat. Um, I think t- 20 servings of green vegetables a day to get the amount of shit. Like, there's no way I'm doing that, man. <laughs> Good luck. Like, I, I wouldn't, my, my fucking gut would be fucked from that. Right. Well, we, mention- we have one stomach. We're, we, we have one, we're omnivores for sure. Yeah. But we have one stomach. Like, when we talk about, we were hunter-gatherers, right? Mm-hmm. We were picking berries and nuts up off the ground, not mm-hmm. planting corn and wheat mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. like that. And then we're killing animals and eating them. That's what our bodies are designed for. Cows yeah. got four stomachs. Mm-hmm. Let him eat the grass. Let him eat the wheat and all mm-hmm. that shit. So it doesn't make sense for us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's impossible. And especially like if you're on the road, you're traveling, like mm. you think you're getting good stuff, but like the way that they cook it, yeah. even they use the oils and then they cook the nutrients out of it. And it's like, well, I had some broccoli and it's like, well, yeah. but that was nowhere near as nutrient dense as you thought it was. Yeah. You know? A lot of calories, but not a lot of nutrients, <laughs> yeah. which is a problem for us. And that's, that's the corn or the, yeah, the corn syrup thing. Oh, dude. Um, it's like. The, the messaging for it, you can find some of these old advertisements from the 50s trying to promote it and stuff. It's like, oh, it used to be used to fatten up cows and pigs for slaughter. Yeah, right. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. So what that's what we're <laughs> the doing. fuck are we doing here? <laughs> and, but the, the real, they didn't say that out loud, but that's what was being, it was being used for. But the punchline was it's twice as cheap or twice as sweet as sugar, but cheaper to produce. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. okay, um, whenever in life, especially when it comes to health, but whenever is taking a shortcut yeah. been useful? Like why do we think, solution. why do we think we're going to outsmart fucking yeah. millions of years of evolution? I don't understand that. <laughs> that's that, that's the one we're not. piece of hubris about humanity that I still can't understand. Yeah. Like why the fuck it's never worked. Well, that's why America is what 50 to 60 something percent obese now. Yeah. The, so study just came out from the department of defense actually. 
uh, 67% of active military folks are considered obese on the BMI scale. Now, the BMI scale is not the best way to of judge active that. active military? Yeah, active. Yep, not veterans. Wow. Active, yep. Wow. Yep. That's and then about 70% of the U.S. population uh, that's not active military that's under 25 is unfit for military service for the same reason. That's a, that's a scary stat yeah. right there, man. And 38% yeah. of Americans are either diabetic or in pre-diabetes. Yeah, that's, I mean... That's why shows like shows like your guys are so important, mm -hmm. dude. I think that the young men in this country are being just torn to shreds left and right, being pulled apart by these like crazy people on yeah. the right and crazy people on the left. And there's not a lot of like reasonable examples of strong men in the middle mm -hmm. that are that are, you know, helping these kids find a solution to But it is just a math equation, like you said, right? Yeah. It's it's all a math equation. It's right. like total amount of calories, the type of calories, how much do you burn? Right. Right. And then, you know, what kind of stuff are you putting into your body that affects your hormone levels and how can you be resilient against that? Right. I mean, times change, new technologies come, new modalities of communication, and they all have up and downsides. The Internet's good. It's bad. Mm -hmm. AI is going to be good and bad. Everything's right. always good. Every new piece of tech, there's going to be some level of creative destruction and there's going to be some level of like amplifying what's already here. Yeah. And, and you got to, you know be resilient and understand how to fucking leverage these things to your advantage and not get sucked in by the easiness of it because that's what really fucks us up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even talking about just on diet either. I'm mm. talking about everything. Like, yeah. 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 They, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a problem. I think it is. Yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of new tech, you've got this company, uh, yeah. Guestio, Guestio mm -hmm. which yep. is tell, tell me about that. It, it seems like, um, like Fiverr or something, but for guests, like it's, yeah, it's, like, uh, yeah, cameo, yeah. like cameo, but for booking podcast guests. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it came out a couple, couple years ago when I was just sitting, sitting around trying to book better guests for my show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would pay a speaking fee to certain individuals. Like if I could, you know, get in touch with them and we could figure something out. So, um, nothing like that existed. So we decided to, to build it. Um, and that's what ended up becoming Guestio. But ultimately, man, what's really become more of rather than a, a platform for booking guests, it's become way more of a platform where um, people use us to go get booked on podcasts mm. and um, promote things, you know, do it. So essentially, like our, our highest revenue comes from our booking concierge where we like a PR firm. Yeah, yeah. And we represent authors and but it's all digital and, right like how, so how much back-end work are you actually doing there? we have both we have software and mm. we have like an actual agency okay like a service um i per, like I, I work in that business now probably like five to ten hours a week mm. um it's mostly my staff now that does the majority of that particular business um because i enjoy podcasting and traveling too much um and then there's a couple other projects that, that we're mm. looking at but uh, but yeah that's uh, that's what came out of that and podcasting led directly into basically all the stuff that I do now. Well, that's, that's the trick, right? It's like one of the, one of the real secrets of life. And it's something that I've tried to communicate to military veterans as well. Like you feel like you get over the hump of something and then that part of your life is done. Like, and I, I, I have to constantly remind people it's like your service isn't over just because you took the uniform off right mm -hmm. you're a man in america mm -hmm. you have a fucking responsibility mm -hmm. you know we take it seriously here so that's why you're fucking depressed because your body and brain know you're supposed to be up to something and you're not mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's really simple and in the same way when you move into new avenues of of your professional life you know it's like 
you're you're bringing that it isn't just the rolodex it isn't just the the contacts you made over the years it's also the institutional knowledge you made over the years mm -hmm. and you it, you you very likely have learned something at some point that you can manicure and leverage into a business for yourself even yes. if it's just spare cash bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlay live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm not going to get into some Gary V nonsense where you should quit your job and move to fucking the moon or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> but... You know, having There's something though. Yeah, There's like something. having a fucking secondary income is mm -hmm. super nice, man. And, and it also gives you something to do, especially if you're like a if you're a married couple, having something like that, it could be stressful too, but having something like that is a really good way to fucking keep in contact with each other mm -hmm. and to you be know on the continue same continue to grow together as yeah. a couple and stuff like that. I think it's really important to yeah. have something like that. What I tell people too is like the side gig too. To have to have like having a side gig that has the potential mm. to allow you to leverage your time more efficient, like yeah. efficiently at some point in the future. And something that has meaning for you too. Right. Don't it? it I, I would strongly caution against it just being financial because sure. So sometimes it makes sense. Yeah. Like just we're we're flipping this into this, and it makes us money. Good for you. Money right. money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure shit helps. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but it can insulate you from problems and anxiety. Uh, yeah. Well, and I tell people all the time, like money, money doesn't buy happiness, but it also doesn't buy sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, like, so if it's completely neutral, why not have a lot of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. better. It's objectively better to have more money than it is to have less money. Mm. If it's just a magnification, yeah. uh, like it's just magnifying who you currently are, you know, it's mm. like it has a neutral effect, then go get more because yeah. <laughs> it's fun yeah. to have more. Why not, man? You know, why not? I mean, you know, life is pretty fucking rough sometimes and being able to, throw some money at a problem and yep. make it go away or throw some money and create some distance between you and, and the stress in your life or to help take, the people who matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, make sure your kids are going to private school probably because, or yeah. homeschooling or something because yeah. give uh, them a better access yeah. to better education, yeah. access to even mm. like better coaches. If they want to, you know, be an athlete or mm. they want to, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can do that type of thing if you have some connections and you have a little bit of money. But yeah, dude, I, I, I encourage people like do the side hustle thing, but do it in a way like that. So like what the, the Gary Vee thing of, you know, flipping stuff at garage sales or whatever, it's like, yeah, that's a side hustle, mm. but it will only ever be a side hustle. Yeah. Unless you learn how to flip houses, it's never going to turn into like actual money. Right. Whereas like if you start a, 
you know, there's this business that I I tell people about all the time because I'm just like this is one of my favorite like businesses that I've seen pop up for the last few years, and they're these um they they do these routes and they clean your trash cans. It's oh, just yeah, like I've a truck those, yeah. that comes yeah. by and we pay, I don't know, it's like 50 bucks a month or something, but it's completely worth it to me. It was probably started by some fucking 15 year old too. That's what I'm right? saying. Like your trash can's yeah. filthy and it gets all grimy and, yeah, and, and stinks outside. Yeah, your house. nasty. Yeah, so they just have a truck that comes by, mm. picks up the trash cans, like it takes like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like it's really quick. It's like those it dishwasher down. things at bars, basically the little thing yep. they press down on it kind exactly. of works that way. Yeah, and I was just like, this is an awesome business. Yeah. It's it's solving a problem, a problem that's a pesky problem to me that I don't like, and cleaning out my own trash can is disgusting. Yeah, like, I don't want to do that shit, you know? But I can pay this person 50 bucks a month, mm-hmm. they're going to come by. But, like, my point is, like, if you start doing that and you just have a quick route and you do it on the weekends, mm-hmm. it's like that could potentially turn into you having 12 crews of people that are driving all around and you have six trucks and you're making millions of dollars a year. That's my point in, like, finding a side hustle that has the ability to earn you outsized return on your time. Mm. So I had a buddy I was talking to about this recently. He's in, um, um, he's a cop Mm. and he's talking about making more money or whatever. And he's like, well, I've, you know, I'm doing, I wanted to start taking more overtime and things Mm. like that. And he's like, what would you do? And I was like, the thing is, dude, overtime will only ever make you this amount of money and it will only ever pay you based on the number of hours that you're putting in. It's also like, you're, you're also limited by the time value of money there because there's no correct. investment being made, right? Correct. Uh, I've explained there's this no on the show before, but like your dollar thing, inflation, your dollar a day is worth tomorrow, whatever, like minus inflation. Each mm-hmm. day your dollar loses value unless mm-hmm. you're in growing the dollar. Yep. That's exactly. the only way it works. And your and just working more raise, is not the solution to this. Correct. Thing. Your inflation raise is, is not keeping up with inflation anymore no like, it, it has a long shot yeah it, i mean it you used to I mean? be kind of close back in the or in the 80s I think, right but it hasn't been like that for a long ass time so like you will only ever earn based on the number of hours that you mm. put into it now and in five years yeah. so that's all i was encouraging him is like think of something that even if you make less money in that time in the next 12 months yeah that in five years from now if it goes well you could be making more money than you even make at your job, job, yeah. like full time. I mean, start you know? a company that does security consulting. Yeah. That isn't a heavy lift for you. That's just right. institutional knowledge that you can put down into a piece of it's paper training that's you valuable, already have. but it's still valuable to somebody else. It's a skill set yeah. you've already earned. I think a lot of yeah. people feel weird about that. They're like, well, that's not that that's not hard to do. That's just something I do every day. Why should I be getting paid more for that? It's like, mm-hmm. because that information has value for other people. Otherwise yep. they wouldn't fucking buy it. That's you know the problem mean? with most people when they when they get into business, they've never been in business is they think they're charging for their hours because that's yeah. all I've ever been paid for. Yeah. It's like, you're not charging for the hours mm-hmm. that it takes for you to complete the job. Yeah. You're charging for the 20 years of experience yeah. that you have doing this damn job. That's why you deserve to get paid more when you're going and like doing these, you know, whatever consulting based jobs mm-hmm. or what like you're charging based on a skill set that you've earned over 20 years, not based on, well, it took me eight hours to do the job. So that's, you know, if I, if I charge $30 an hour, it's like, well, dude, you're, you're thinking about it the wrong way, yeah. man. Like you <clears> have to charge based on the expertise that you've built and the experience that you've created over that long. Like people pay for the value exchange. They're not yeah. paying for your time. And you, I mean, you know, and also maybe it seems like a lot of money but you yeah you're providing like you're giving them uh are you, are you familiar with the book traction do you know that mm-hmm. book yep. yeah it's really good so yep. you know there's this, there's this metaphor about um the very mo- the most difficult thing in anything in life but the, for entrepreneurship it's a giant fucking circular stone the most difficult thing is to get it moving in the first place mm-hmm. then it becomes you know progressively easier to keep it moving and to pick up speed 
uh, and you can quantify that with numbers like it's seven times more expensive to create a new customer than to keep an old one, right? Mm-hmm. And you can just do little things to keep them. Now you're giving people a jump start. You're taking them from zero miles per hour to two miles per hour when that would have taken them two or three years. It's a heavy lift. Right? It's, yeah. It would have taken them a while. It's why restaurants have such a hard problem. Mm-hmm. Like they're not profitable before two years, very rarely before four. Yeah. The ones that are are super successful. Um, but if you can give somebody a little boost like that, yep. right? That's you're doing them a fucking favor, it's man. No matter something. how much money yeah. you're charging them, you're doing them a favor. Yep. And which also, you know, to not to get too deep in the business weeds, but also matters why uh, picking your market. Like that's why picking your market also matters so much. <clears throat> like if you solve that same exact problem for somebody that's going to make a hundred million dollars this year, yeah. you can get paid a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Than somebody who's going to make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars this year, just because like the value that you're providing is basically the same, but like objectively from your point of view, Mm. but from their point of view, it's like, well, you just saved us. We were going to hire this entire department, but based on what you just told Mm. us, we're not going to do that anymore. Now we can chop $8 million off of our budget this year. And like, yeah, they're willing to pay you a good amount of money. If you can save them $8 million, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially saving 8 million now that they can reinvest into something else. Again, with the time value of money is that that's, and with current inflation rate, that's, that's almost nine million, right? So you made them a million bucks mm-hmm. just by giving them some advice, and you're mm-hmm. worried about charging them money for it. It's mm-hmm. like no, that was before they even made the investment. You made them a million bucks right off the bat. Yeah, you know they I mean? are, do the math in your head. They are it's, happy to pay. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they're 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 not, they're not even upset about it. Just like yeah. oh yeah, talk to the accounting department. We'll get you paid. Tell me about uh, the show. Yeah, about your podcast. Yeah, so for the show's been going for over six years now. Um, it used to be called Build Your Network. It was very like niche specific business show on helping people you know, learn how to build relationships better in business. Um, and then frankly, I just kind of got bored with can only talking about that all the time. And, uh, we rebranded the beginning of this year mm. to Travis makes friends, uh, which still allows me to kind of go along that relationship kind of path, because I do think that's a huge problem in the country is like loneliness and people don't make friendships and people don't have deep relationships. And the ones that they do have are ones that hold them down and mm. keep them from being the ultimate version of themselves. And yeah. I think that that's a huge pervasive problem. That you will rise and fall for. to the level of the company you keep. Absolutely. That is a fucking fact of life. And you have to intentionally go out and find people that can sharpen mm. you, make you better. Cause it's not going to happen on accident. Yeah. They're not going to come looking for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the show is still kind of based on that, but now it's more of a kind of a broader, um, scope so I can talk to more people that I was not really go, you know, they, they wouldn't have been stoked to come on a show about networking at the time, you know right. what I mean? But now it's like, I can talk to more comedians mm-hmm. and entertainers and athletes and, you know, people like that, um, on, 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 on the, on the show now. And I've been just having a blast with it again, you know, for a while, I just kind of got like, ah, I got to do this and I gotta, I gotta make sure I stay, keep my posting schedule up or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now, you know, beginning of this year, we've just been doing if I want to do the interview, I do the interview. Mm. If I don't want to do the interview, I don't do the interview. Um, and I stopped really caring about like giving a reason for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get that, that, you know, people, I'm sure you get this all the time. People ask you to be on the show and like, you feel bad and you kind of want to come up with these, you know, 12 reasons why mm. it's just not a good fit at the time. But like now I'm just like, nah, nah, I just don't want to. You know, it's just, that's just, and it's my show. And yeah. so I have, saying, saying I reserve no, the right. <laughs> saying decide. no is difficult for, for most people. I find yeah. I, 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 I like we are, Community-based people, human beings are for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we crave that shit, whether we want to admit it or not. Yep. You know, um, we 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 definitely crave it. But 
and, and I guess that explains why so many people agree to shit that they shouldn't. So many people stay in relationships longer than they should, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But saying no is a skill. Absolutely. Like you have to develop that. It's not a it's not a talent. You don't just well, some people are dicks, I guess. I can say no to anything. <laughs> I don't just give a natural shit. being a dick. Yeah. I, I don't but it's I don't I don't even know that it's just I, I still think it was a skill that I developed over time. Absolutely. Um you know, it's like you have to be willing I don't think you should set out to fucking hurt anybody's feelings or anything. No, absolutely not. And you shouldn't be ambivalent about your impact on other people either because it's important to think about it. But, you know, correct. Something either makes sense or it doesn't. If their their reaction is not your fucking problem. Well, I think you get at some point you um, you just got to break the habit because at first yeah. I said yes to everything because you, like sometimes you have well, you to, be in that have to. Yeah. when you're an early show you probably should you gotta right? just say you, yes man yeah. say yes show up say yes show yeah. up say yes show up and do that over and over and over again but then what happens over time is you build the habit of saying yes and then it starts to flip mm. and then you just start saying yes to everything and now all of a sudden like your time is strapped you're not doing the things you enjoy anymore you don't have any time to spend with your family or the people that you love because you keep saying yes to everything mm. all the time and it's like at some <clears> point it's got to flip and you got to start saying no to people and you have to learn how to do it in a way that you know like you said doesn't allow you to it doesn't you know cause you to uh, be a complete asshole to everybody there but. should be an roi though yeah for sure on anything you do uh, unless you, unless you're personally doing it for leisure i mean you're right time is valuable you yeah. know not just time but the 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 second and third order effects of whatever event that is like yeah. the preparation and recovery and stuff like that mm -hmm. i mean it swells inside of your schedule and fucks things up sometimes so yeah and like and like you guys it. you know we, we put a lot of work into the show mm. so it's like when i do an episode now it's like it takes a lot of time no. i usually do it in person i'm flying out to somewhere <clears throat> like my team is a heavy lift on cutting up content and mm. clips and you know we try to do the best that we can i prep for the interviews we have a good conversation you know like i i've done like 700 freaking interviews now so like yeah. it's something that i feel like i'm gotten better at over time and i have great conversations with really cool people um from all different walks of life like i'll have a pastor on and then i'll have a you know a comedian and mm. then i'll have a you know somebody who's a only fans model and i'll have like i, I want to talk to like anybody that has agrees with me and disagrees mm -hmm. with me and i want to talk to him about all of it yeah um and i think that correct ideas come from interaction with incorrect ideas and if you're too afraid to get your ideas around other ideas then you don't know if you have the correct ones yeah and yeah, so true. i like to get around people who challenge the ideas that i have so that i can see if i still hold them to be correct or not yeah, yeah. you really should not man i mean look yeah we, we are naturally going to gravitate towards people who look and think like us of course that's, that's just how fucking human beings have always worked but you should definitely if we talk about uh doing the hard thing or ch chasing the hard thing to make sure that you're staying sharp and stuff like that maybe aside from just diet and and moving around a little bit probably the most important the most important way to execute that in your life is by challenging your fucking epistemology your ideas mm -hmm. like am i it's like <laughs> If you were, let's say you're a golfer, right? Yeah. Your swing's fucked up. Like, all right, cool. Let me break this way down. Are my feet in the right place? Am I the right distance from the ball? All these things, right? Mm -hmm. Like you start, you go down to your little fact sheet and make sure that all the facts are still right. Right, right. Because the result is not what I want. So are the facts still right? What am I doing here? Right. You should always be doing that. You shouldn't be in, you shouldn't constantly change your opinions on everything because that means you're probably a little bit too yeah. influenced Changing by that stuff. Changing and challenging are two very yeah. different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. 
And, and if you've never changed your opinion, I think that's a problem. Yeah. Like, I just don't take you seriously yeah. as like a thinker, as like mm. somebody who is going to have an interesting conversation. It's like, if you, if you can't tell me like, you know, that question of when was the last time you changed something you believe? Like if, if you can, if you can't sincerely tell me something, mm. it's like that, that's a problem. Cause what yeah. are the odds you were just born right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not good. I mean, that's, that's religious <laughs> fundamentalism, right? So oh, what, right. what are the chances that of all the religions that have existed throughout human history, you were, you happened to the genetic chance or mistake Mm-hmm. that you were born in the place that got it all right. A hundred percent correct. Seems unlikely. Some pastor right? in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, nope, yeah. we're right. And yeah. we know we're right. Yeah. Fucking Richard Dawkins wrote about that in his autobiography about how he was like 13. And I, it's, it's very ironic because I kind of experienced the same thing when I was a teenager. He was in uh, a COE, like a church of England school okay. of some sort. I think it was one of the Oxford prep schools. And he was like 12 or 13 years old. He goes, you know, and they were learning about the Ottoman Empire. He goes, you know, it's weird. If I had been born in Egypt, I would be Muslim, mm-hmm. and it would be out of my control. So maybe I should take another look at all and this. And just you know I mean? as Muslim, yeah, as oh yeah, Christian, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe, potentially even more so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, those dudes yeah. are killing themselves yeah. sometimes, yeah. like the uh, fundamentalists in that yeah. version. Yeah, it's like it's it's a good practice, I think, mm-hmm. to like, and and it's not easy because we are very cognitively dissonant life is fucked up and one of the ways right. that you can deal with how fucked up it is is to lie to yourself right? exactly but it's it's way easier man if the house is on fire and you smell smoke it's like there's only there's only a certain amount of time that you're going to be able to pretend that that fire is not going on for sure you know what i mean well when i was leaving everything man i had a lot of people that would throw that accusation mm-hmm. at me like well you're just choosing the easy way out because you just want to drink and you want to do these things i'm like you think leaving fucking, everything you've ever known yeah, is like, the easy way out? Like, what easy? the fuck are you talking about? What, you, what, yeah. what? Like, I almost lost my marriage. Like, my wife grew up the same way I did. Mm. You know, we're still, like, we, we were high school sweethearts. We're still married to this day. Mm. Like, you don't think there's a lot of tension in our marriage and we're yeah. trying to work through these types of, like, fundamentalist beliefs and stuff like that? What are you talking about? This was not easy. In fact, I wish in a lot of ways that I would have just been somebody who could have just stuck with it because it would have been so much easier yeah. to just keep believing everything. Yeah, that's crazy that it would be easier to change everything. But, you know, look, you, you gotta, you had, you have to have strong roots. You know what I mean? That that's why I like thinking about religion and philosophy, because if you remove all the names and titles and places yes. and shit like that, you will find, you will find it pretty difficult at the granular level to tell the difference between one and the other. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that, that says something about humanity, right? Mm-hmm. It says that there's probably some universal truth that we're all getting close to. Yeah. We all have our little foundation bit of, that yeah. we agree on. We've got our little bend on it from time to time, but the bend turns out to be the weird, like rigid theological stuff that doesn't necessarily matter. Doesn't matter you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like the Southern Baptists, as long as you don't smoke, drink or swear that you're like, you're good. That's mm-hmm. all you got to really do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, your guys are a little bit more, I guess rigid about More intense. Yeah. Uh, and other religions have like very strict rules about thing, but you'll find some version of the golden rule in every single religion or philosophy that's ever existed. Yep. Uh, you'll find some set of pillars of faith inside of it, like Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, all these religions have a little core list of things that are fucking good to do. Like yep. mostly almost everybody giving to the poor is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Taking mm-hmm. care of other people, not, not abusing people. Being like, kind, yeah. it's loving like your neighbor. The yep. same, the same. And I'm not telling you to abandon your religion or anything. I think 
religion and culture are really important for the individual and for communities as well. But understand that at the base level, we're all talking about the same shit here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it should be no surprise to you that that's the case because we're all fucking living the same life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, I, it's good to keep that in mind. I get a lot of shit when I say this on shows, but I just feel like it's true. I just sell, like, I think basically all religion is 20% right and 80% doesn't matter but it's, the 80% it's 80% going to like go to catholic mass the standing up sitting down standing up exactly. sitting down it's the like, 80% is what all the wars and abuse mm. and terrible nonsense that religion has caused over the last couple of millennia but it's all like pointless ritualistic from. nonsense exactly. it's not it, none of it exactly. ever has anything to do with the core or how you belief. live your life or yeah. whatever you know it's just like well that's what i respect about yeah. you know my mormon friends yeah. is like they've strong values yeah. they they love their family they work <clears throat> really hard like there's there's values that exist in each of mm-hmm. those like with your mormon your hindu whatever there there's these values that exist that are that are across all of them that have made their way and stood the test of time yeah. it's like maybe those are the things that we should be focusing on mm-hmm. rather than like what you happen to call your god based on like the yeah. cultural you know milieu of yeah. where you happen to be born yeah i mean the principles like that's that's the that's the granular thing that you can always fall back on is yeah. what what is the principle like it should be the case that someone can commit a crime and regardless of what your particular whatever the belief system sitting on top of your core principles we should all be able to agree that that person was wrong mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but you see it not only in religion but in American politics as well where people are <laughs> like Republican or Democrat or whatever the fuck they are, and they'll defend their person regardless of how wrong they are. It's that's one thing that's that drives me crazy, fucked, dude. Man, you can't. We can't my, operate like that. My producer Eric has a show called Preacher Boys, mm. and it uh, uncovers abuse in the IFB movement, <clears throat> and uh, it's insane. First of all, how much material he has, like how how much abuse continues oh, yeah. to go on, and how pervasive it is mm. in that world. But exactly, what you're talking about. It's like, well, if you if we can agree that abuse is bad then why do you keep covering it up? Yeah. Like that yeah. you cannot tell me like, well, you know, we don't want to hinder the cause of Christ and we don't want to have a bad name for the church. It's like, this is a bad name for the church. Yeah. I don't think anybody, it's happened. I don't think anybody sees the abuse in the Catholic church or in, uh, in, in your church or some others. There, there have been some other churches in Canada, especially that have done some of this stuff to you. It's like, I don't think anybody like you, if you go read the red text in the new Testament where Jesus is talking, he doesn't mention anything about fucking kids. Yeah. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? So how could you, I think we can all agree. Back? Yeah. Like there's no link. Well, there's an entire, there's an entire law firm that's like, like they save pastor and they do some, some, some good work too. Mm. And they, they protect some, you know, good people as well. I'm, I'm sure I assume anyway, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt cause I'm talking out of my ass on that part, but they, they, they defend these pastors who have covered up abuse. It's like, well, you know, but that, but they're leading this church of 20,000 people. It's like, well, that's worse. Mm. You should be, you should be all for the accountability. Like you can't hide the fact that your son is abusing this 14 year old girl in your church because it might hurt your reputation in the local papers. That is the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing as a church leader. What are you talking about? And how are you defending him to the judge? Like you, this should not exist. Like this, this value takes priority over whatever you think your mission is here. Like this 13 year old girl didn't ask for any of this. So, you know, like you are the one that's in the wrong here, absolutely and completely. And there's no version of this that you can explain to me. That's like, well, but we're connected to God or what like whatever bullshit thing you're telling yourself. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Objectively. There's no like club you can be a part of by birth or by choice that's gonna um 
resolve that conflict between good and evil. Right. That's not how good and evil works. Mm-hmm. You're it. Something is either right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not like doesn't care. It, it's yeah. It, it's I, I guess good and evil uh, are dispassionate in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter uh, one way or the other. Um, so you know principles. That's that's why I built the show around principles. That's why I like to talk about them. Um, and uh, we talked about it today, so mission accomplished. And we're going to go man. do another show. Uh, drink it. This, that one will be quite a bit weirder than this one. All right. Uh, so I hope Bring you're ready it. for that. Um, tell everybody where they can find you before we get out of here. Yeah, dude. Uh, Travis makes friends. So we've been doing the show for over six years, but our biggest mistake was getting on YouTube only this year. Mm. So we're playing catch up on yeah. YouTube. So if you uh, can do me a favor and head over to at Travis makes friends on YouTube mm. and give us a subscribe over yeah, there. Yeah, we'll put a link really in, appreciate the, it. in the description there. Sweet. Well, thanks for the conversation, man. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you coming out here for this. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, a blast. Anytime. anytime. And thank you all for watching. This has been Citizen. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.